open to the elements, or do you have it covered with a tarp? Yeah, I leave it open for the entire time. Some people tarp it. Um, it would stay hotter longer, but then the problem with tarping is you got to remember to pull it off uh, each month or so to allow it to regenerate water because um, the heat will start dissipating the moisture content in the pile. And what I do is I let the rain and snow just sit on it and regenerate that moisture because the moisture is the one thing that keeps keeps it running. Much like on a compost pile, if it runs dry, it stops heating up. Mm-hmm. So you want to make sure that moisture content is replenished. And the easiest way to do that, I'm always into low labor. I found the easiest way is just leave it open to the elements. As it gets soaked in rain and, and snow, that snow will trickle down in and replenish that water. And you really... You can't overwater this thing. It just it'll, If it gets too wet, it'll drip through the pile and just run out the bottom. So that's the one thing you want to continue having. If you cover a pile, um, you're protecting it from the elements, but then you're also using that finite amount of moisture in the pile, and then it gets drier o- over time, over months. Okay. Wow. Uh, I'm very inspired by what you've described there, Tom. Well, it's a fun project. I... I uh, I suggest it for anyone, you know, from a science-based experiment. It's wonderful for kids. It's wonderful for adults to understand the power of microbiology and what it can do as far as heat generation, but then this transition of this material from what we culturally see as a waste material, these wood chips that get thrown out, and now you turn it into this regenerative fuel for your garden after you're done using the heat. It's, a, you know, it's more aligned with how natural systems work, so that's why I like to teach it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, Tom, I want to jump back to your garden. I, so yep. you're at thirteen hundred. You have a thirteen hundred square foot garden at sixty five hundred feet, and only a hundred and thirty days in which you can really yep. grow. That's a really short growing season. I'm kind of curious to see what you're growing and how you're growing it, and the season extension methods that you may be using. Well, I do. I grow pretty good cross-reference of about 30 or 40 different types of vegetables and what I'm doing typically I've been doing this 18 years now running and I trained with a gentleman named John Jevons out of California in Willits Um, he was a student of Alan Chadwick's and he teaches biointensive growing techniques which is pretty much what I use I've hybridized some of the methods but uh, it's based on trying to use natural organic systems to grow nutrient density in small square footage so by using those techniques, uh, it starts with double digging, lots of compost, uh, cover crops, um, cycling nutrients, and I'm adding a lot of uh, worm activity and uh, worm castings to the system. Um, but because of that and the way that this soil food web is so active, I get away with planting um, distances between plants that you typically couldn't get away with in a regular garden. So the bed is so active and so deeply amended that plants can be next to each other and they don't compete. So you don't get um, spinach fighting each other for lateral space in the garden. They just go deep with the roots and they're quite comfortable being crowded up next to the other spinach plants. So you get to a place where you can produce higher densities of nutrition in small spaces. So the biointensive methods happen um, or they create that, that condition. So I'm, I'm going tons of greens. Um, collards, kale, arugula, I grow corn, Hopi blue corn, and I save all the seed on most of this stuff and regrow it from the seed from the previous year. I like Peruvian purple potatoes um, because of the nutrient density of those. They also grow at a uh, similar um, altitude that we, we have, I 
enjoy in Durango. Mm-hmm. Cucumbers, pole beans, winter squash, like six different types of winter squash, you know, beans, peas, all the regular stuff. But the corn I love, sunflowers, tons of flowers intermixed with all the vegetables to create as much attraction for the pollinators as possible because um, this whole method is based on heightening diversity. And the more diversity you have, the more equilibrium and stability you have in that system. So even with, with insects, it's kind of designed around attracting as many insects as possible because then 